This is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon in my husband's series on heavenly authority. Pastor Greg is up to the New Testament office of the teacher, and last time in this sermon, as background, he read from Deuteronomy chapter 4, where Moses tells the Israelites that they must act according to what he has taught them. Pastor then went on to make a distinction between just being interested in an area for information's sake and actually putting into practice God's instructions, as Moses said, to live and possess the land. Here is Pastor Greg Scalzo. But it doesn't work that way for Bible teaching. It's not enough to be enthralled or to just watch, be mesmerized by the biblical instruction or the uh, integrity of the Bible, though that should build our faith up when we see how everything works together in the Scriptures. But it's not enough to leave it there. You have to put it into action. You have to go out and do according to what you're taught that you might possess the land. This is not just a point of fascination. Some Bible teaching can be very fascinating, but it's not just to fascinate us. Certainly it should fascinate us to build our faith, but more than that, it should fascinate us to the point of going out into action and put it into practice. And so it is with all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And the teaching that they would not forget, not just in their own lives, but for the generations to come. They were to teach the children. In the Psalms, in Psalm 78, verse 5, it says, For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known, or they should teach them, to their children. They should make them known. They should teach them to their children. That the generation to come might know them. The children who would be born, that they may arise, arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And David writes in Psalm 34, 11, Come, you children, Listen to me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord, to teach the children about the Lord, to teach the children what God has done, the testimony in Jacob, the law appointed in Israel, to teach them the fear of the Lord. In our study, uh, in the background study in Heavenly Authority on the priests and the Levites, we saw that part of the ministry of the priest that was a descendant of Aaron, was to teach and instruct the people concerning the law. Uh, in Malachi chapter 2 and verse 7, it says, For the lips of a priest should keep knowledge, and people should seek the law from his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. He was not just to be one to perform the sacrifices, and we study this in depth, I won't go through it again today, but he was also to instruct and teach the people. 
And one of the charges that God had at the time of Malachi against the priests, he goes on to say in verse 8, But you have departed from the way, you have caused many to stumble at the law, you have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. Therefore I also have made you contemptible and base before all the people, because you have not kept my ways, but have shown partiality in the law. So they had digressed. They had become contemptible. They caused many to stumble. And that's what happens when you have wrong teaching. When you have poor teaching, many who hear that teaching then can stumble. And that's a tremendous danger. Tremendous responsibility on the part of the person giving the teaching and a tremendous danger if they don't do what they're called to do because many hear them, and if they're wrong, they can cause many to stumble. Ezra, the priest, coming back from Babylon, from the captivity, is also called a scribe, a skilled scribe. If you look at Ezra chapter 7, Ezra chapter 7, verse 6, it says, this Ezra came up from Babylon, and he was a skilled scribe. So he's not just a priest, he's a scribe in the law of Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given. The king granted him all his requests according to the hand of the Lord, his God upon him. And we're going to see there's a connection between the scribes and the teachers. And we studied that a little bit, if you remember back, when we looked at the Pharisees, we study the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes. There is a connection between a scribe and a teacher. And if you uh, continue to read in that section, it says in verse 7, Some of the children of Israel, the priests, Levites, the singers, the gatekeepers, and it gives a year of King Artaxerxes. Verse 8, And Ezra came to Jerusalem in the fifth month, which was in the seventh year of the king. And then verse 9, on the first day of the first month, he began his journey from Babylon. Uh, and then verse 10, for Ezra had prepared his heart. He goes to Jerusalem according to the good hand of his God upon him. Verse 9. Then verse 10, for Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel. So he's coming back, he's given the charge by King Artaxerxes, and he comes to Jerusalem, and he had prepared his heart, the heart of a teacher, the heart of a scribe. He prepares his heart, what? To seek the law of the Lord, to seek it, to seek it, to desire to know the will of God. The teacher must desire to know what the law, what the will of God is to seek it. There's got to be an earnest desire to learn. Not just to learn everything thrown at him, but to learn exactly what the Spirit of God is teaching, what the Word of God says. To seek the Lord. To seek the law of the Lord. What is the Word of God saying? To understand and learn it. And then once the teacher seeks it, to seek the law of the Lord, what does it say? And to do it, right? To do it. The teacher should learn it, 
How can he teach others if he hasn't learned it himself? So there has to be, you know, there's a desire many times to be a Bible teacher. And I've spoken to people who want to be Bible teachers that haven't spent any time really studying the Bible. You have to seek it, and then you have to do it. You have to put it into practice. Because how can you teach others if you haven't done it yourself? This is the heart of Ezra. He prepared his heart. Sometimes people think of it as a mind thing, and we'll talk about that later on, to study. But it's really a heart issue. To diligently, whenever things are difficult, things to understand different issues, it's hard for everyone. Everyone has difficulty grasping understanding. It's not a matter so much of the mind as of the spirit, the heart. If you desire, if you want it, his heart, he wants to know. If you want to know, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. But a lot of times it gets hard and the human nature is to what? Give up. I don't want to go into that detail. I don't want to investigate that. The heart of the teacher is to seek, even when it's hard, his heart desires to know the will of God. What does this mean? What does the word of God mean? What does it mean to us? And then to do it, to put it into practice. And then what's the third thing it says in verse 10? And to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel, and then to teach it. Prepare the heart to seek it, to do it, and then once you've sought, once you've invested the time, the prayers, your spirit is desiring to know what the Spirit of God means in the Word, to do it, to put into practice, then you can teach it. If you go to Nehemiah chapter 8, this is a fairly famous uh, passage uh, in verse 2. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men and women, and all who could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. So the whole assembly comes out. All, everyone that has the ability to hear him comes out, the men, the women, and he brings the law of the Lord. Verse 3, Then he read from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate from morning until midday before the men and women and those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. What is he teaching? Is he teaching his own ideas? philosophy. He's teaching the Word of God, right? He's not just teaching extraneous stuff. He's teaching the law, the book of the law. And you know, sometimes that book of the law might become boring to those who have heard it so much. Well, the call of the teacher is to teach the Word of God. And sometimes I think we get in trouble in some modern churches where the ministers who are supposed to be teaching the people feel they have to bring in something else because maybe they've heard it before. And certainly you have to bring in, and we'll discuss that in the New Testament, there should be new revelation from God to his believers for the situation. But it should not be extraneous outside of God. If the word of God begins to bore the people, there's something very wrong. Because no matter how many times you read it, you're going to find new things in there. God has a tremendous amount for us in his word. And he brings forth the law of God and the people are attentive to the book of the law. That's what he's teaching, the word of God. So Ezra the scribe stood on a platform of wood, which they had made for the purpose, and beside him at his right hand, and he gives a whole list of names that are very difficult to pronounce, others that were standing with him to help him. 
verse 5, and Ezra opened the book. He opens the book. That's what the teacher does. He opens the book of God, the word of God. He opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. They want to hear it. They're attentive. They want to know what it says. That's the attitude necessary for those who want to learn. You can't learn if you're not attentive. You can't learn if you don't have that stand-up mentality. We don't think of people standing up to learn, but they wanted to hear. They wanted to make sure they saw and they heard. They were hungry for the Word of God. And Ezra blessed the Lord, in verse 6, the great God. Then all the people answered, Amen, Amen, while lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. He blessed the Lord, the great God, all the people answered, Amen and Amen. They lifted up their hands and they bowed with heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. So before the teaching is given, as the book is opened, they start with a time of worship. Worship is given first before the instruction. I think it's important in church services to have a time of worship. I think it's a great idea to have worship in a time of communion before you actually have the sermon because it prepares our hearts to receive the Word of God. Here they're worshiping God, they're praising God, Ezra's blessing the Lord, his great God. Our Sunday message is live-streamed on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel at 10.30 a.m. Pastor Greg is currently teaching on Last Day Events, and you will find a link to the channel on our website at www.shiarjashub.org.